Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. It's AJ and... Frank, how's it going, buddy? It's going really well, man. Coming at you live from the Fairfield in its suites <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> in Greece, New York, just outside beautiful Rochester, Rochester. Um, here on business, uh, wrapping up my uh, trip. This is my last night on the road of being on the road for uh, about five out of the last six weeks. In total time, I've been at my house eight days in the past four weeks. So that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. It's been a lot. I've been on the road, um, but I was able to take in uh, the latest entry into the Alien franchise, Alien Covenant, last night. Uh, I think it opened this weekend to like $46 million. Uh, Non-spoiler review. I liked this movie. I definitely liked it more than Prometheus. Uh, Frank, what did you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh especially after last week's episode. Obviously, I'm, I'm very new to this franchise, uh, but I have seen Prometheus and very recently. Um, so, and watching all of them within quick succession, I, I did like this more than Prometheus. I mean, I think also a little bit has to do with just seeing it in a the theater and, uh-huh. uh, you know, like not really knowing much about it, whereas like Prometheus came out five years ago and I kind of knew like the general buzz around the movie um, but like you, I, I kind of didn't really have the chance to uh, watch many of the trailers or uh, see a whole lot of the marketing. Um, so I, I really wasn't sure what to expect. And so it, it was it was a really good experience. And um, I was in a, a pretty full theater on Friday night. Um, I am a little surprised that it didn't do better business at the box office. Um, I think obviously it beat, it it beat Guardians. Guardians. It yeah, beat Guardians. And, so I think that, okay, for this movie, I think it's middling. I think Prometheus opened higher. Um, but I think that this movie, overall, it's really a better movie. It's not going to have, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to survive Pirates this weekend. Um, no. I do not think it's going to have the legs that, uh, you know, Pirates is going to have coming out, you know, so whatever happens with this movie and the sequels, I really hope it does come true because. Uh, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we need your dollars at the box office for this movie to get the ultimate answer to whatever is coming next. <laughs> uh, so, spoiler alert, I mean, I know we do this every episode, but we do really believe in it. Uh, I did not watch any trailers or marketing or internet videos or commentary leading up to uh, Alien Covenant. I do feel that my... Uh, monk-like sacrifice did pay off in the end being that when i was in the theater the images everything i was experiencing was new to me even though the plot and the story may not have been um so yeah uh frank um do you want to say anything before we get into spoiler territory yeah um you know i i had seen a trailer um the, the one thing that i will say um that i think is going to continue to start to bother me with the way they do these uh these films um which it sounds like they did a similar tactic uh with prometheus but besides having your trailers and your tv spots they, they do some sort of like viral campaign or like um 
prequel sort of prologue, something that they, they put online or whatever it may be. And uh, it seems I, I didn't, you know, I feel like I caught something way, way, way months ago before I even was even considering uh, uh, going to this movie because I, you know, I was like, ah, I have so many to catch up on, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there's supposedly a, like, prologue that gives you a little bit more context to the crew. And, you know, similarly to, uh, you know, the TED Talk thing that they did with um, Prometheus. Prometheus, it's it's like they're almost expecting you to do your homework before you go to <laughs> see these movies. And it kind of makes me wonder, like, why why they're doing that. I, you know, it's a cool uh, little bit of extra for the people that really care. But I feel like in this case, it really hurt, uh, you know, some of the uh, exposition um, in the movie. Uh, not not really? to spoil anything. I, I just feel like that there was a little bit of character development that, was left out because of it. Um, and so I, I, that's all I'll say before we kind of dive in. I think, um, again, it, this is a movie that's based on, uh, you know, the scares and seeing a little bit of that in the marketing materials uh, is expected, you know, for a horror kind of movie. But, um, you know, obviously it didn't seem to uh, really pull that many people uh, to the box office. Uh, mm-hmm. Where you know it's a prime time May you know it wasn't really up against anything new last weekend and then like you said Pirates comes out this weekend and then Wonder Woman so I, I really don't think it's going to have legs but I don't think that's necessarily going to affect the fact that it will get sequels because Ridley Scott is going to push it through no matter what <laughs> I I, I don't know I, I I don't know actually I I hope that it, like they I mean. I think that we're probably going to get them, but I also think that they could pull the plug. I think that there is uh, okay. Spoiler alert: We have you've been alerted for this entire time. We're going to talk <laughs> about spoilers now. Three, two, one. Okay, so like Ridley Scott with this movie does what Prometheus doesn't do, which really develops the xenomorph origin. But I think that they kind of fumble the ball on this one. I agree, and I. I'm not against the uh, the way that they went to get here, but I think that one thing they should have learned that I think that Ridley Scott took a different way is that uh, fans don't want to be confused. And I think that what happens with uh, Ridley Scott is he gets very ambitious and very lofty, and then he takes out all those really nice lofty ideas and replaces them with these questions and like mystery boxes like J.J. does. But the yeah. difference between what J.J. does is he pays them off. Ridley right. Scott doesn't do that. So, you know, it, what I would say is Ridley saw the reaction to Prometheus, and he must have felt like, shit, people didn't get the Xeno, they want the Xenomorph, I don't have I don't have a choice between you know what to call it. I can't call it this other thing. People know it as the xenomorph. Uh, let's do the xenomorph origin story. And I think that that's fine, but I don't think that's what we thought this movie was going to be. And I think that there's a I think that there's definitely a director's cut of this movie where there's significant 
things that may have been cut out and, and left out and there are going to be a deleted scene or in the director's cut hopefully one day. But That's possible. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I got... if uh, I, I, I don't know what to think still. I don't know... And I think that some of the questions... I wrote some of the questions I had during this movie, like that why Ridley... The, the, the questions Ridley Scott thought we wanted answers. All right? So I think right. Ridley Scott was like, where were the people? Ridley Scott was like, hey, I think people want to know where the engineers are. And he's like, okay, so the engineers are on this unknown planet. They seem to be thriving, doing very well. They're totally celebrating the return of their ship. And then, well, people want to know where they went. David killed them. Why the but, fuck? Okay. Why would he do that? Okay, so here, I actually wrote this down too. I... That scene to me was very, very nebulous. Like, I, I, I was like trying to either take it at face value, or take it at this is like David imagining being there. You know, like it, it almost seemed like it, it couldn't be that him and uh, Shaw came back and then destroyed all these things. But, and then also the other thing is like, was that the actual homeworld of the engineers, or was this just another outpost? I don't know. I, to me, it was really that was a strange scene, but it also, it seemed possible that he was the one to destroy them because the bodies seemed to be pretty fresh, like that they weren't. Well, not there for, for they were there for like a short amount of time, like ten years, believable, thousand years, probably not. Um, I think what I okay, so I think you know, uh, Ridley Scott's sitting around and he's smoking his pipe and he's like. People are going to wonder what happened to Shaw. David, kill, <laughs> David kills her? He says he loves her, and then we find out he killed her, dismembered her, you know, took her body apart? Yeah. I, what? Yeah. But his also, his also, arc. <laughs> yeah. So, I, listen, I love David. I think that if they, set, if they pitched this movie with David more involved, I think everyone would have been more prepared for the way he was going to turn and be and behave in this movie. But because I didn't think he because I didn't know he was going to be in it in this kind of a way when you see him go down this road even though you see him kind of go down and be a bad guy in the first movie. Yeah. Uh no, like he this is crazy the stuff he's doing. He creates the xenomorph? That's yeah, the you big, know, that's the big origin that it's the the first creation of AI, I think H.R. Geiger would be rolling in his grave had he, you know, uh, said this. I think that this kind of, I don't think this honors his vision. Right. You know, it's interesting because, like, yeah, you could take it two ways. There's, like, the engineers still created them to a degree. Like, had they not done what they did... Wait, David so did the engineers create the the neomorphs, if you will? Yeah, I mean, from the from Prometheus, that's what we're supposed to gather. Like they and that's the other thing. Like there are so many like different origins. There's there's the jars with whatever was in the jars with the, the kind of like goopy stuff, and then there's on the planet in Covenant there are the spores that have the things that go in their ears, and then how many versions of the face huggers are there and how many versions of the neomorphs, the small guys, and like it's just hard to keep track of 
all the differences. And I mean, within this movie, we had several different things. You know, we you start off with the traditional from the last movie, Neomorph, that there are two of them. Well, that was even, but even still, like the Neomorph that we saw at the end of Prometheus, how did that creature, however it existed, it doesn't seem right. to be sentient and knowledgeable with technology. How did it get no. off the fucking planet? Well, I don't. Is, is that the same planet as the the original planet we first saw in Prometheus? Well, I think the the one that we see at the end of Prometheus is probably still running around that planet because we're led to believe that Shaw and David get off the planet, right? And that David brings you know, the jars and whatever. Yeah, they're uh, all on They're all on whatever ship that they're on. I'm yeah. sure that they he, he had them there. Right. So so the same uh, organic material that made the one at the very end of Prometheus is the same stuff that makes the one uh, or the two uh, at the sort of beginning-ish of Covenant when they're first on the planet and right. um, the two guys both, both get infected. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's. I want to I want to say like, to to be fair, the imagery that they use, the way that they're able to create the effects in this movie, are in fucking credible. They are really really oh my good. God. It the, is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. The I really liked the the look of those little alien guys. I thought they were really scary, um, because they looked like flesh, and they looked like they, they were more they weren't as armored as you know the typical xeno we're used to um i thought that the the scene that they had uh with with the you know the marines and the colonists where they're on that planet um that is that is an intense scene and it's good and it's good um yeah but okay so uh i want to We'll get to my bigger theses at the end of it, but I want to ask you. I want to ask you a few questions. Sure. Um, like, do you think that uh, this movie was like a good sequel to Alien, or do you think that this is Ridley Scott trying to reboot? That's a very good question. Um, to me, it kind of seems like. It's a rehash, reboot, re <laughs> new attempt yeah. on what he tried to do with Prometheus. Um, I think he is still probably trying to connect the dots to uh, the original Alien. Um, that seems to be clear. But the some of some of the events that happen in the Prometheus film just seem to be unimportant to, to what happens here. You know, it's it just the they kind of, they could have added a few scenes in this movie to really flesh out everything that they had to do in that first one. And, you know, I mean, save for, you know, David, what do you think? Do you think this is attempt two or is it a true sequel to Prometheus? I don't know, dude. I, I want to start off by saying this because I didn't get to say it and I forgot to say it. I know other people have like mentioned something like this in the past, but I want to say it because I think it's funny. How awesome was it to like go into a kick-ass like sci-fi movie and hear fucking 20th Fox like theme song and their oh, logo? Man. It's great. I've missed that shit. 
I've missed it. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, oh, yes, I remember you. I, I uh, remember this. And it used, yeah. to, it used to be cool. Because even when they do it for X-Men, they interpolate the X-Men a little bit at the end. But yeah. it felt really... It was cool to go back and see that. I yeah. loved... I mean, again, I know we'll, we'll probably take a minute to geek out over this a, a, a little bit later. I thought the music was really fucking cool. Oh, I, I that was one thing I wrote down, too. I thought this was a fantastic score. Again, like going back to some of our other conversations we've had, this is a movie that had an orchestra, had a film score that, mm-hmm. while it's not necessarily... No, actually, I take that back. There are memorable tunes that, that they did introduce in prior movies that oh, they, they totally it. did the the alien theme the original yep. first alien theme is back that is definitely there and, and the prometheus some, theme, oh, the prometheus yeah the prometheus ones there too yeah so it, it and that was one thing that experiencing it in the theater was like oh this is this is really refreshing i mean yeah obviously we still have our john williams and everything but it's nice to have something different something new um and and a, a movie that isn't afraid in 2017 to have a, a full orchestra score yeah um, it really adds a lot of depth and especially on something like in a sci-fi movie with all this uh amazing imagery on these beautiful planets like it, it just it, it's it, it's great it's, um, it was really great and it it looked awesome but i do but i think for me i think the the biggest thing was the music i, I think the true statement of what ridley scott's trying to do here is he was trying to kind of almost force awakens alien and I think that he was kind of successful in a lot of ways when you look at it in that respect. That's a good point. But I, I, Actually, that's, you know, one other thing that I was thinking about this movie was how incredibly similar it was to the original in, in some aspects. Oh, it's um, incredibly similar. And, you know, that that is one of the complaints that people have about Force Awakens, how similar it is to the original. So... Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that was a conscious choice that he made that said, you know, well, people are nostalgic. Let's just kind of take the same thing and repackage it and make it prettier. Um, I think I think they achieved on kind of all those points. And I think that had I not seen Alien as much, you know, or maybe had not been so ingrained into the franchise as I was, like this would have Force Awakens for me. Because then I would have been like, oh, well, this is a, a much more beautiful and kind of artful retelling of a story I'm very familiar with. Whereas, you know, seeing this, I'm so familiar with the original Alien and I'm so familiar with Prometheus that to kind of make a mashup of like a Prometheus sequel and an Alien reboot is a lot to juggle. Yeah. And, and I think that this uh, movie suffers from that. Um, I, so uh, that, that's kind of my stance on, on that at this point, I will say though, um, it is the middle part of whatever story I, I think, uh, he's trying to make a trilogy out of this either Prometheus or Covenant. So there either is two more sequels or one more sequel. Um, either way, yeah. if he wants to keep making them, I, I'm definitely tuned in and strapped on because there's some parts of this I really liked. I think that there's... Okay, so first of all, the acting in this movie is out of control. It, yeah. It's you, out you of know, control good. And it's very, very good. He, he really got amazing performances out of everybody. Catherine Watterson, movie star. 
amazing. She did a great yeah. job. She's been in Fantastic Beasts, Steve Jobs, Inherent Vice, and I think I get her mixed up a lot with uh, Alicia Vikander. She looks a little bit like her, in my opinion. Um, I can see that. But uh, I think this movie is a standout movie for her. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think uh, when I remember first seeing her as um, as cast in this movie and seeing her in the trailers, I was like, oh, this is a little, I, I, you know, it, it seemed honestly a little bit similar to Shaw. I was like, oh, you know, they're, right. they're putting someone in there that's like not quite recognizable Ripley, right. enough, just a little bit. But you know what? In this case, it totally worked. You know, she really dove into the character and I really, you know, came to, um, you know, sympathetic for, for that her. character and root for her yeah, yeah. which is, i think is something that you know he probably took a page out of his own book with with sigourney weaver yeah, in the original probably. you know get someone that can actually do the role and you know not be distracting like you know uh, yeah and you know something like danny mcbride would you have expected him to be well a would you have expected his character to survive the film no let alone absolutely be such an not war yeah. I thought he was going to die second act. I did not think he was going to make it all the way through. He was awesome. He was really yeah. cool. You could tell he was out of his mind excited to be there and happy to be there doing it, which was great. Yep. I didn't get the same thing from Billy Crudup, even though I think he was really I think he was really good. I think he was being bummed about how amazing Michael Fassbender is in this movie. Yeah. Michael yeah. Fassbender is, he's so fucking good in this movie. I mean, he plays two characters very, very, very well and has scenes with himself, and you totally believe it. He's, it, it, he's, ha he's haunting. Yes. He's really, he really works very hard to produce these, uh, you know, replicant characters. I use replicants because it's Ripley, Ripley's universe. Um <laughs> It, 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 yeah, he he really. I think he got to really play and have a really amazing, uh, you, you know, time being these two characters of Walter and David. They're definitely the standout of the movie. They're my number yeah. one note of like what is the best parts of this film. Absolutely, it's the David arc and the Walter arc. Even if I don't fully understand it, even if I, <laughs> even if I don't fully get it, like. I do think he's he's great, and I'm and I totally buy him creating the xenomorph if they bring it to the next step in the sequel. I need to have a little bit more closure with his character in order yeah. to complete. Like as soon as I mean, as soon as I saw um, David color his hair back to brown and step into the shot with Walter, I knew that that end was coming. I knew oh, yeah. the fourth act twist was happening. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I didn't want to believe it, you know, but, you know, straight down to, you know, losing the hand and, you know, like he, he really thought it through. Like, obviously, I mean, they cut away for a specific reason. It was like, if, if they don't have that reveal at the very end where, you know, he actually is David, um, it, it's heartbreaking because, like, you know, you start to really care about Walter as a character. Oh, you know? absolutely. And it was cool to see how they treated each other. Yeah. I thought that was really unique. And uh, l listen, if David, it, you know, is at this point where he's this, you know, perfect synthetic being, he's the first probably synthetic being, you know, 
if he's in this kind of, you know, patho- uh, you know, psychology where he's thinking, you know, these kind of thoughts and is dealing with this, and we don't know how long he's really been, I guess, 10 years maybe, but maybe more or less, who knows, you know, uh, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot. It is. And it's interesting. You know, I think I was complaining last week about uh, Prometheus and, and having Guy Pierce in there. But, you know, it, it was it was interesting to have that prologue at the beginning of this movie. Prologue was amazing. Uh, uh, you know, however, I feel like it would have been more effective in the first movie. Oh, you're 100, especially. You're 110 percent. And, and so, um, you know, to, but then again, like if it really, it did connect to his arc, but th- there's no reason why they couldn't flash back to it in this movie. You know, something like that, where, like, you remember the scene, and then there's, like, elements of it that you want to pull back in that mean something new to him in this film. Um, so, yeah, no, he, he really stole the show, but but I, I think uh, we were sort of getting to it before, um, but, you know, if he is the creator of the Xenomorph, Mm-hmm. And the, the the ones that we know from Alien, obviously, there's still the question of okay, well, how do the xenomorphs get to LV426? L- how does the, yeah. how does the ship crash? What is right. you know what is going on? How does the Nostromo find them? You know, it... right? And there are so many dots to connect because obviously. He is on the Covenant, and the Covenant is going to this other planet, and there is no uh, other ship to be found. And so, obviously, he didn't perfect the Xenomorph until this film. So we're supposed to believe that, I guess, some events in the future, he's going to land on maybe this next planet, and there will be another ship, and then he puts the eggs on that planet, or onto that ship, And but then there needs to be another builder on uh, well, engineer that well, unless he's in the in the space jockey suit from the first original movie you know huh. so many questions um I, so not things that i thought that we would necessarily get answers to in this movie because we probably didn't expect david to be uh you know the one that made the xenomorphs as we know um well uh, i think that in a lot of ways you know, like we were talking about before, I think one of the things that, you know, reboots try to do is kind of move past parts of the canon that they want to. And I feel like this is ultimately Ripley taking back aliens and saying, no, there's no queen. That's not how it works. We're going to get into how they, you know, got on the ship, but you got to come with me a little bit further Mm-hmm. Because at this point, we're you know my my vision is not yet complete, and I have more of a story to tell, which I think is I think is I think could be cool. The problem for it for us, I think, is that I don't need these movies to make me feel good. I need these movies to not make me feel um, like like stupid, you know. Yeah. And I I get that from them. Some I especially this one. Because really, yeah. I think there's more to this movie that that was that was left out intentionally than needed to be. Yeah, and you know, it it seems like that it's because he's planning ahead and that he wants to uh, have other films to explain it. But like until they say officially press release worthy, 
Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection are no, no longer canon. Like, we are supposed to believe that they are. Because, you know... Uh, or they, they need to say, even Alien, all of this is, is no longer canon and we're starting a new story. Like, but, but it doesn't seem that way. This has always been billed as a prologue or a prequel story. So the, a prequel implies a... <laughs> Uh, right. You know, telling a story before the story that you already know. So I don't know. I, I maybe maybe he is sort of trying to ignore aliens, but uh, there there are still some some things that need to be explained uh, that connect to the original movie. Um, yeah. Which, um, you know, I want to talk about some things I did like though that I thought were really cool. Sure. I, I really liked that the Covenant was staffed by couples. Um, yeah. It seemed that it, the whole crew were had a, their significant other was some other part in the crew. Yeah, um, and this is sort of the thing that I was alluding to at the very beginning. Um, this apparently was a there was a prologue scene that they they had released online several months ago that was um, was basically the the crew uh, before going into cryo sleep. Um, all alive together, and James Franco was in the scene. And I remember watching this, and this was probably like in December or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, had I watched this that scene again, I probably would have connected a little bit more with the characters. But I felt like that was a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Hashtag. Um, yeah. That you know, until like when because when they first wake up, it's like it's such a frenzy that you know you don't really connect the dots until like who everyone is coupled with and like almost to the point where like I forgot that Billy Crudup's wife had like was the one that was like dying in there like so I was like wait why is he like so is it because he's the captain and he feels like all this and I was like wait a second his wife you know and like everyone is connected like I think they just didn't do a good enough job I think it's a really cool idea you know because it's a really it's a really cool idea and it you so could play off all those dynamic tensions, like had they taken one scene where they weren't in the shit the whole time. Right. And that's kind of what happens in Alien that I, I think they build more slowly, but it, it builds more completely because you really see how the crew is like a family. And right. with this one, you're, the plot, there's so much plot to get through. that There's so much plot to not get through <laughs> that they have to... <laughs> skip over scenes that could have really been fun for the movie, you know, and, uh, you know, I I agree with you. Um, I think that having an incompetent leader or, like, a sheepish leader is way better than having a mean one, so I like how they changed up Billy Crudup's kind of leadership, you know, capabilities as opposed to Vickers, who I still think is a great movie villain and a great concept that... Waylon's daughter is this like bitchy pilot chick who you know <laughs> runs these ships and you know expects a certain amount of professionalism and is like a crazy statist. Like I think that part is that's awesome. But I did like Billy Crudup's uh, you kind of kind of play on the character. I totally felt where he was coming from in all of his uh, scenes. You know before they kind of get down to the planet where you're, like, empathizing with him because he's like, oh, shit, well, he has to take over, you know, because yeah. of this horrible thing, but, you know, what the fuck? Like, are, how are we supposed to feel? 
Yeah, I think it's it's hard, and you know, I think he did a good job in, in displaying the I need to take charge and lead, and uh, you know, not be a pushover because otherwise, you know, this crew is going to fall apart. But at the same time, you know, you really do feel for the the members of the crew who want to grieve for uh, Franco's character. And, yeah, I thought that was a stupid thing to do. I thought that they could take ten minutes, five minutes. <laughs> blow his ass out of the airlock. Yeah. Uh, why can't they, what, they can't afford the sunglasses Kate's like in fucking Star Trek? Come on, let's get this guy a more dignified space coffin. They wrapped uh, his ass up like a mummy and put him out into space. Fred, yeah. if you're ever in the position to push me out into space through the airlock because I've died <laughs> in a spaceship, make sure I'm in some kind of container. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, bud. I will make sure <laughs> that you're not mummified. <laughs> I will, I will give you that Ravager funeral. I will make sure that it's got fireworks and you're covered with Perfect. multicolored rags. That, that's, what I, that's what I'm really looking for. Any, <laughs> anywho, um, one of the things I really loved from the movie is uh, the, the costumes, the, the clothes that they're wearing on the planet. I thought it was a really cool mix of like Return of the Jedi and Aliens and Avatar. Like, it... It, yeah, you know they were like in this these like foraging like kind of military outfits, but they weren't like, you know, they I don't know I thought they kind of looked like the outfits in on Endor in Return of the Jedi, but yeah, I, that's a good point. Like because these people are not Marines, they are correct. not uh, warriors by any means, um, but they they are a crew and they do have that sort of team element, mm -hmm. uh, but but it's it's different and it it probably evokes a little bit more of like you said like the some sort of alliance like the rebel alliance or like a starfleet kind of vibe where they're, it looks a little starfleet. yeah so that was pretty cool I, yeah I, I agree with you there and um otherwise um i i, I think the the spacesuits um are still pretty pretty cool like you, you get get them for sure in the, the first one but they were way more elaborate this time around oh yeah the space the spacesuit that they were wearing for the space sail sequence that was, was such an amazing way to open up that movie like just seeing just how how much they can do now with the special effects how like, big is, the spaceship was introducing yeah. characters i i liked it yeah that was that was really cool um the one thing that, you know, as we're sort of talking about the characters, I think that bothered me a little bit um, was just like the the movie trope that sort of played through. Um, you know, I get that they were having issues, technical issues with communication, and, and that that's fine. You know, they can use that as a... Um, and like those sort of things, even back in, in the original Alien, there's always sort of some sort of like plot device that, that causes an issue that, you know, whatever. But I, I feel like there were characters that were purposefully not disclosing information to other characters, um, which is such a trope in movies where it's like, oh, you know, something's wrong, but I, I don't want to say that, you know, so-and-so is clearly dying or something. You know, I get the fear. I get they don't understand what's happening. But at the same time, it never seemed like any of them were surprised by the existence of aliens. Nope. Or, or, or crashing on this planet that actually had civilization. That They were just like, oh, what's this thing? This crazy thing is coming to attack us. Let's kill it. 
oh, this strange man is telling us to follow him and walk through this gigantic city that we didn't know was here. Like, all of those things were just... They seem completely they, com- they seem completely unaffected by it. Yeah, and, like, it, it would have been one thing if we were dealing with characters from the original movie, or Prometheus, mm-hmm. but this is a completely different crew. And they even commented and said, oh, the, the crew Prometheus that disappeared, that we never knew what happened to them? So they don't know. They have no clue that they found alien life and that they found what they were looking for. So it just seems strange to me that Ridley would just like blow past it and have, I mean, I get it. I get they were in like in distress and they were trying to get away from the aliens, but like, I understand also, I know, I know, I know. Billy Crudup's character was asking David, like, will you explain to me what's going on? And will you, uh, like show me what, what's happening? But, but it's also like confined and, segregated and they they never have the entire team really know what's happening so and like i get that that's also something that you get from the original movie but for the audience it's a little bit off-putting because you know the they're we're not supposed to be stupid we like you know like these movies have been out for a long time right um so i i hate to keep harping on it but there were just so many different things that like the longer i thought about i was like that just doesn't make sense. Why yeah, do I don't. I did not like the new face hugger rules. They're supposed to uh, take a fucking good goddamn long time. That was such bullshit. <laughs> I, I was, was like, pissed, wait a second. I was pissed about that because, you know, like I I get. Had you never seen Alien, or Aliens, or any of the other movies, maybe if you haven't even if you haven't even seen Prometheus, the the scenes in this movie with the face hugger are incredible. But yeah. They are. That is wrong. <laughs> the face hugger okay. takes longer to do that. Yeah, sits on you for a while, and then you know about it. And then also yeah. the idea that it could land on a guy's face for a few seconds, they take it off of him, and then you know the big twist that they're trying to get over on us is, oh, they didn't know the aliens were going to be on the ship. Of course, we all know that that's going to happen because we've seen the fucking movies before and we know that that's going to happen. We know that that's the exact plot of Alien, but what we don't know is that they, for whatever reason, uh, David's face huggers are motherfucking quick on the dime. They're they're quick on the draw. (laughs) They're fast. They're in and out. I I can believe the the one with the captain because – we we don't like we see right. him get we don't see that time, we don't see that time lapse. Yeah, we don't know how long he was uh, out for. Mm-hmm. I get that one, but the second one literally it's on his face for seconds, and then they get they rip it off, and that is just like that was like when I was when they actually had the alien come out on the ship. I was like, are you kidding me? Like I, I would have believed something more like David, uh, you know, having like implanted one in himself or like who the fuck knows like something else because that just w- was so unbelievable to me i was um, i was really hoping that it was that the origin of the xenomorphs like in my mind like if i was going to rewrite origin of the xenomorph it would be that the engineers like had created it but they had to back away from it so instead right. of like unleashing the xenomorphs they developed that uh, weaponizable, like, you know, the, the weaponizable demon uh, vi- virus spawns. And, like, right. 
then that was, you know, what the alien was. And then out of that, you know, comes all the different offshoots when you crossbreed it with the different uh, aliens. But then, you know, again, so one of the inconsistencies, these new rules is, so in the first movie, these little demon sperm things get into Shaw's husband. They right. have sex. He dies from the demon sperm, which is similar to the other things. But the demon sperm in this movie does not <laughs> implant you with a squid baby or, or kill you. It implants you with the proto-xenomorph or the neomorph, they're calling right. it. So that inconsistency, it, it's, it's just confusing. And it, what, it, what it does is it says to the audience, like, well, don't, you know, we know you take these movies too seriously and are going to scrutinize them. But don't, because in the picture, it's going to make sense. Well, no, like, that's what, we're, our, that's what it is. Like, we lo love the product. We want your right. product to be as perfect as it can be for however you can do it. And whatever your vision is, that's fine. But to when you go after the franchise films, the established franchise films in the world, and I would say Alien is absolutely one of them, uh, mm -hmm. that you don't fuck with it. And you don't continually fuck with it to a point where it becomes more confusing than it becomes fun. Yeah, you know, there was a, a clearly an established sequence of events. Uh, the, the way that the aliens uh, existed, you know, like from egg to face hugger to xenomorph and like they that worked in in all the movies and it was believable and then they went and started introducing all these other elements and just to the point where it's impossible to figure out what is the the one that we're supposed to follow and you know whether we're connecting the dots from the engineers directly or through david or something else that we haven't seen yet but yeah i mean if, if he's the creator, then his face huggers should take as long, if not longer, than the ones that happened in Alien. And I, I, I could believe that if this was a sequel and that they said, oh, and now they're faster, but it's not. It's well, well, you also got to understand, like, from what I think is like, uh, this is probably David's first time ever having one of these eggs be able to hatch and work. Right. So I think that, and, you know, I find it interesting that David's, you know, addition to the alien was to take, you know, part, the parts of the, um, the wormy guy, parts of the, um, you know, the evil sperm, and uh, <laughs> he merged all the different versions, you know, but uh, I don't I guess that I guess I answered my own question. He merged all the different versions of the alien that he saw until he made this, but like that's really not how genes work. <laughs> but no, um, I mean, and like that's something that like I think we've always sort of taken for granted with, with these alien movies, just how quickly they evolve and how quickly they grow. You know, they they pop out and they're pretty tiny, and like within like an hour. There were these massive things that are armored and, you know, like it, it's it's a little unbelievable at times. But, you know, I, I guess that's just like the thing about these uh, the engineers that they, they what they did with the genealogy is that it just moves so quickly. Even, it moves uh, so fast. 
Yeah. It, it's it's literally seconds of exposition that it's totally quiet for, but you still miss it, which because it's not fully developed. <laughs> it's not right. it's not fully thought out, and you know even a scene of you know David working on different versions or maybe seeing other people or or or, or working on it through, over time. Um, which I think you're supposed to try to gather from uh, Shaw, but I think that's different, honestly. And had they had it where you really kind of explained David's methods, his procedures, um, maybe it, it, we would have felt a little bit more easy about it. But I, I don't know. I, I still don't understand how the space jockey is carrying these eggs on the engineer spaceship with all of the alien eggs for the Nostromo to find, you know, a few, you know, a little bit later on in the story. Yeah, I don't either. You know, if if they left it in at the end of Prometheus a little bit more ambiguous, where it's like, oh, maybe this is the ship that's going to, you know, do this. But even still, like, that's not the version of the alien that we saw. So now it's even more so like, okay, we've got the alien, the version that we know, how does it get there? Now, speaking of the alien, I had two things about it that I didn't like, but I think overall um, were pretty... The Xeno you're speaking of. And the Xeno, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe this is something they introduced in um, some of the later movies, but have we ever had a point of view shot from the alien, the Xeno? Alien 3. Yeah, Alien they, 3, they it's, it's similar. Okay. So yeah, I, I was it's like, similar and it's bad. Okay. Yeah, so because I was like, okay, this seems new to me. I don't know if maybe they've done this before, but, you know, if they have, I'll accept it. If not, I'm like, this is strange. But um, I think it looks yeah. okay. I, I still don't totally buy um, the idea that an alien with no eyes has some sort of picture that we can decipher you know it just it's odd it just seemed like there's no reason to do that um yeah they, other elements, i think that they needed to do it to move the story forward but you're right yeah. i hated it too yeah and then the other part the end sequence where it's like okay we're gonna move him guide him this way got him that way like i understand what they were doing but it to me really dumbed down the alien and i was like it's way smarter than this like it's there's no way it's falling into this trap um, but it, I don't know. And like just that, that whole sequence where they were showing him and they were showing so much of it, uh, whether it was from the point of view or on the camera, it's like, it's supposed to be, uh, a little bit more hidden. You know, it's something that you, you fear and that when you actually do see it, it's scary versus seeing so much of it. They took certain these with the alien this time that were different, but they also took like, a lot of action beats with the alien is I think that people, I think that Ridley Scott was like, people know what it looks like. They saw the alien be sneaky on the, in the first movie. Maybe we're going to have the most, like try, we're going to, I think the scene with the loader where they're trying to shut off that platform thing. That's yeah. awesome. You've yeah. never seen anybody be able to be that, uh, successfully, you know, able to able to fight the alien, um, but it, I I I thought it was really cool. Um, 
but you're right. They it, it did not use the alien to its full horror capacities because yeah. it really which, is a, which it, is a shame. It should be. It is. You're right. We've spent a long time sort of griping. Um, there have been positives throughout this, this conversation, but um, I, those were sort of the only, the only, as we spent like most of an hour talking about it. Those are like the main things I had issues with. I, I will say I did like this movie and I, I did like it better than Prometheus in a lot of ways, but it is something that I still feel like I have more questions than answers. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was still too vague. It's too lofty. It didn't commit to answering any questions. The look, like the movie for it as a movie, like as a standalone film, and not seen any other Alien movie beforehand, I'm sure I would love this movie. Yeah. This, my, this would almost be my favorite in, in a lot of ways because it does incorporate so many different aspects of the Alien franchise. I, I don't know. I just feel like underwhelmed. I feel like there's still... Obviously, a lot more to the story we have to figure out. Obviously, there's a lot more to come if, you know, you know, from us to believe. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we, we shall see. I think that one, one thing I wanted to talk about is if Prometheus is about knowledge, right, where they are literally going to ask, to find out the engineers, what, any thing we could ask. You know, we ask them how to live longer, not how to be better, why we're here, what's the answer to the universe. Just that. Right. That alone sets off the engineers to try to kill us because, you know, I guess they thought we failed as like a species. You know, right. I think Alien Covenant is very much about dealing with the knowledge already that there is not other life out there in the universe and that human beings are going to go on to create artificial life and artificial sentience that what do we do with it what is what is the ultimate responsibility about and when you think about it in that way it makes me a lot happier because then you think about the bigger idea i think he was really trying to say which is that you know maybe we should be a little bit fearful of you know our our belief in the technology that we're creating and that maybe there's something to be said about having you know that tempering your beliefs in 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 duty and tempering your beliefs in your other people and in yeah. that like it do, it does make me happy in that respect what the third one is going to be symbolically about i don't know i feel like a lot of times with um artificial intel- intelligence stories it's all about oh fearing them um, and, and how they're going to rise up and, uh, you know, take over the world or, or whatever it may be. But I do think that this is a really unique take on it and that it's it's not so much that David is like, I want to build more of me, more androids and make them stronger and make them, uh, you know, take over uh, all Alien, uh, human life, but I want to see what these engineers did and see through what they, uh, you know, to completion and say, okay, this is the, the perfect uh, organism. And uh, that would go back to um, 
basically destroying human life. Like it's an interesting take that it's 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 the weapon that's creating mm-hmm. the weapon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know if we've seen anything necessarily like that before. Um, no. But uh, you know, I and and like you said, like Prometheus Covenant, these are definitely interesting words to to tie into uh, a film about uh, seeking knowledge and belief and. Uh, you know that that first Prometheus is all about that belief of something being out there and Covenant, uh, you know, having the the colony. I think is an interesting take, and so it's like, what's that next stage going to be? Now, now let me ask you this: Do you think that this, if there's another film, that we're going to actually see what happens to the Covenant, like, or are we? Is it going to be another one of those? Like like what happened to Prometheus, or a new the ship, there, a like, new ship, and then they discover you know a crashed ship or something like that. Or are we going to see uh, Catherine Waterston and Danny McBride wake up to to David's destruction or something like that? Yeah, I I was I would be happy with a straight sequel to Alien Covenant that they could call it like you know, Alien Prophecy or you know whatever they or you know. Uh, whatever they want to go with, um, I am so down because I love Catherine Watterson and I love D- Danny McBride and I really want to see what the next part of the story is for David. Um, but yeah. if I but if I didn't see them, I would need to see David. I think they would. I I, I think sh- this film showed that whether uh, moving the plot forward, David is integral. You know, basically the Shaw character was expendable and maybe that's the case for Waterston and McBride too, but David is central. Yeah. I, he's, Oh my God. He needs, as long as I'm fine with that. Um, I thought that for an alien movie, it didn't have enough aliens. There was a lot of people and there was a lot of exposition and there was a lot of, uh, other stuff that was not aliens. That's that's true. Um, a lot of androids. A lot of androids. You got a lot of replicants um, in this movie. You are correct. Yeah. Um, I uh, I loved those scenes though. I I was happier with those yeah. scenes than I was with the uh, you know s- s- the scenes where they're doing the you know experiments and stuff where where they're you know on their way to the thing. Right. Um, right. Um, yeah. I. I thought the the quarantine sequence where the guy is coming back on the ship was awesome. Yeah, I love that scene. I think some really good body horror in this movie. Uh, it was totally gross and totally different than what we've seen before. Um, yeah, I like that the other ones come out of your back. That seems infinitely more painful. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if you didn't. If you thought coming out of your chest was painful, go out the spine. <laughs> I liked that part. Um, I really liked... Uh, I thought that whatever the planet they were on, it was beautiful. I thought it was really, really gorgeous looking. I wonder where they shot it. Yeah, um, also, very similar looking to the place that Guy Pierce is talking to uh, Michael Fassbender or David at the beginning of the movie. That's a good point. I, um, I sort of assumed that was on Earth or 
or it was just an image shooting out of, uh, you know, similar to uh, Vickers' ship where it was some right. sort of nothing real but just an image. Um, but, yeah, it, it did look similar. That would be an interesting twist. Um, um, I was very... Uh, okay. I was very excited that, like, they didn't give, like, uh, Danny McBride cringeworthy like comedy scenes like didn't need to be in the movie um yeah. i thought that like every surprise i thought everything that he did was like it just helped and made the story better and cooler and more fun and awesome and i hope he does more action sci-fi movies he should because he's fucking awesome and he did a great job in this uh billy crudup I love him as Dr. Manhattan. I don't know if I love him in this movie. I think he was okay. Uh, yeah. Who else would I want to talk about? Uh, I thought the fight sequence between Walter and David was really cool, even if they didn't really show much of it. Um, I liked how they interacted and how they were you know, together on screen. Um, I think it definitely adds yeah. to the canon, and it answers the basic fundamentalist questions of Prometheus. But doesn't. But if you're a fan of these movies and you've been waiting for a little bit of help connecting the dots, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. there's, there's still a whole nother page of dots we are totally lost on. Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, I think uh, Walter was an interesting character, um, mm-hmm. having you know, it almost imitate the. The sequence at the the beginning of Prometheus, um, you know, when he's on the ship and kind of taking care of everything, mm-hmm. and then you know to hear him with an American accent, that was kind of interesting. It was it fine. was cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it helped you know differentiate the two, especially when uh, David cut his hair. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I think there there was a lot to be said between uh, between those two characters and how. Uh, they they changed uh, Walter the the model um, to to be a little bit less off putting and you know some of the some of the quirks that honestly David has that but but then but then you see the things that he can teach him about music and mm-hmm. you know un- uncovering the the symphony within that that, that was really, really cool um, and. Uh, obviously so much more like, you know, I, it's, it's interesting that David is capable of all this engineering, but something like, uh, like that, I don't think Walter would be capable of doing. Um, and, and honestly, it's funny because even David portraying Walter, like when he basically, he killed Walter and went back and was pretending to be him. That I think, that was another layer to Fassbender's performance that uh, mm-hmm. was so believable. Like it, it, it's sort of subtly there and you see him like smirk in one scene and you see him do uh, something else. That's a little bit like, Oh, that's odd. Why would he say that? Um, only to, to for the, the final beat of the movie for you to really, really know what his intentions were. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, speaking of that, that final scene, what, the uh, little pods that he kind of took out of his mouth. What version uh, are we supposed to believe that this is? Is this the 
the is this going to create some sort of egg or or what? I don't. I don't. I wish I knew. I think that's probably one of the <laughs> embryos for for an egg is going to somehow manufacture on this planet on the ship. Rather, I think he needs human body parts. Yeah, and that's why he's going to kill the crew. It, it seems that way. He's going to kill so, the colonists. The crew's already dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The colonists. Um, yeah. Do you have any hopes for, like, the next movie? Do you have any, you know, ideas or beliefs? Do you think that after... I mean, let's be frank. It should be a great title of a segment on our show. Um, <laughs> you bet. <laughs> I think that I think that that's... Let's be frank. Uh, let's be frank. I'm down. Frank, I threw movies about a month ago, maybe. And really, I think that, you know, you're, you came at this perspective of, you know, told you my biases about the franchise. I, you know, we, I gave you the ones I thought you needed to see to see this. Having done this whole experiment, like, do you think it was worth it? Like, do you like these movies? Do you want to see them? going forward at all or do you feel like maybe this isn't what you would like to pursue for your experiment? uh that's a very interesting question um i i have no regrets i i'm very glad that i have uh dived in to these movies um I, like i said originally i'm not really into horror movies but i'm coming at this more from a sci-fi lens and that is my bread and butter. And, you know, even this film where I was in a theater and it was all new to me, I, I wasn't as scared as I thought I would be. Um, so, like, <laughs> from a, a sci-fi perspective, I, they are interesting stories. Um, I, I absolutely love the first two. Prometheus was okay. This one was pretty good. Um, and, you know, sometimes movies come out and... and and they're so bad that they're unwatchable and it, it damages the brand. I don't think that that's the case here. I, I think there is still good in these films. I think that there is opportunity for them to tell great stories. Um, it, it seems like Ridley Scott has a plan and that we just have to kind of wait and we have to go along for the ride, um, which, you know, prior to this movie coming out, there were, uh, I guess he had said things Things like the next film um, could potentially take place in between Prometheus and Alien Covenant. And in my mind, I was like, oh, I guess we're going to see the story of David and Shaw. But we saw that in this film. So I doubt that there's going to be an in-between quill. And I really hope there isn't, um, unless it's another ship, you know, another, like, another ship like <laughs> the Covenant doing... Okay, so here's the plot of the in-between quill. Okay, so Shaw <laughs> and David have to steal the plans for the engineer homeworld. <laughs> the beach planet facility where, you know, surprise, the queen alien shows up and it's like, surprise, motherfucker. You know, Shaw, that's ultimately what happened. And, uh, you know, he's just trying to imitate that. I'm sure that's the plot of the movie. Yeah, um, it, it's possible. Um, I, or they I, make a sequel to this. Right. And, or a sequel, another movie, Alien, titled, the dots, 
um, and take elements from the prior two films, but not necessarily the characters from. I agree. And I, I listen, whatever it is, I'm going to go see it. You know, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed it. I mean, I think, you know, going down the pike, we'll see a lot of these, you know, continuing to see these franchise movies, franchise reboots come out, how we're going to be able to tell the different reboot and, you know, the, uh, the good, you know, con- franchise continuers is going to be time. I think it tells you where the movies fall. Um, you know, yeah. and, and that's okay. You know, I, I like the movie for what it is. I, I think that, you know, in all things that there are some missed opportunities and there's some of Ridley Scott, you know, thinking that, that, you know, the movie fan is wasting his time by considering how the face hugger works or thinking about the evil, you know, space sperm. You know, there's a lot that we go into these movies that we want to play with you because for us, it's like going, you know, getting a kid again and you get to imagine play pretend with all these amazing things and when you change the rules when you're playing pretend and suddenly you know you know everything is a different thing it it, it doesn't the illusion is lost and suddenly we're just you know kids on the playground imagining what's going on confused about you know why we able to continue the way we were and i hope that you know uh maybe something that could happen that i would be okay with is if maybe ridley scott didn't direct this one that maybe yeah. they gave it to a different director. He writes the story and produces it, executive produces it, but maybe he doesn't direct it and they give it to somebody to do a new uh, vision for the movie. But I understand if he wants to complete his vision because I think that a lot of this movie is rectifying aliens, that he yeah. doesn't like the sequels of this, of his movie. He never did. He now has the, the studio by the balls because he does their big hit films. Pretty much, you know, the, the Martian allowed is allowing him to do these movies. Yeah. Had the Martian not been a success, we would not be talking about Alien Covenant because it wasn't in development at that point when he took the Martian. So that's true. You know, We're still talk, talking Blomkamp's film, and then and, this this took over. And you know, so uh, um. I'm certain that Ridley Scott will be able to make the next one if he wanted to, but I would plead with him that maybe there is something to be said about a different directorial vision of these movies that maybe he can help execute better by taking a step back because we've seen him try for three movies to really, you know, tell in a lot of ways, a very similar story uh, that unfortunately aren't building they're not it's like building on sand it, it doesn't feel like it's the foundation has been laid fully enough for alien to still uh, fit in the canon of these movies that were for that he hates us for doing but yeah. alien, the beauty of the beauty of that movie is the mystery but it's also the harsh reality of how easy is it to pick up some horrible mysterious alien life form that would totally fuck up and kill any attempt of humans being and in that simple execution he really builds a beautiful uh, amazing uh experience for the viewer for the for cinema 
everyone to go off of. And when you think about why everyone loved Aliens, and shout out to everybody who commented saying that they liked Aliens better, when you think about the way James, James Cameron comes in to do Aliens, there's so much world building he gets to do that he pays off throughout the entire film, even taking all of the original as canon, whereas Ridley Scott has told a crew goes down to an alien planet, confronts an alien species that is de deadly to it. Uh, the crew is eaten completely. Ranking officers are left, uh, at which point there is a showdown, and then with there's a showdown between the aliens, and then uh, off they go into space to blow it eventually out of the airlock. Yeah. I think, you know... That's uh, that's sort of how it culminates pretty much in, in all the films, right? Like That's, that's, not, but that's, that's the only not, answer. But it's not really <laughs> Aliens. Aliens isn't like that. No. Aliens builds upon what you know from Alien. You know how deadly those creatures are. You're along for the ride with Ripley as you know what she's about to encounter with all of the stakes being so much higher. The colonists who have lived on this planet are gone. You now have the, these badass, crazy Marines. They're coming into the, this fresh with a new kind of perspective on it. Ripley completes her arc of, you know, kind of fulfilling her motherly, you know, duties if you watch the director's cut. Um, and it, it, it moves the story forward and to a very nice and happy ending. Yeah. You know, and then she blows the queen off the airlock. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, even even with that scene, that is still okay because of how they executed it. Yes, I agree. With you know, that. it's it's different than her blowing the alien out of the airlock in Alien because in that that is a very complex scene. There's a lot going on. She's almost naked, and then no, we got to blow it out of the air in the ship. Right. You know, trying to figure it out in this there in that. You know, the crazy back scene, which I thought was kind of reminiscent of, of Aliens, if you really think about it, how they, you know, uh, are using the, uh, you know, the equipment to, you know, destroy the alien. Um, I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. want to keep, I don't want to keep comparing the two because, honestly, it's not fair to Ridley Scott, who is the, cre is the creator of, uh, <laughs> of Alien. Without Ridley Scott, without Alien, there is no anything. So I, I want to say two things about this to wrap up, and then, Frank, I'm sure you have thoughts as well. I'm sorry I'm going on. Uh, it's okay. But uh, I think that this movie is good. I think time will vindicate this movie. I think special features, bonus scenes, and uh, the sequel vin will vindicate this movie in a lot of the ways that this sequel, in some ways, Prometheus and makes it a little bit better. Um, having said that, Please do not tell the same story again. I think that we are ready for... I'm sure everyone in this movie was hoping for a different formula for this film and that it would not be the Alien again. Having said that, as soon as I heard the Alien music and the title sequence, the way that they did it, like in the original film, I knew that was what we were going to get. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think... Uh, this movie, in a lot of ways, felt more like an alien movie, which, with the, with the title, I think alludes it 
to, um, like you said, the music, the the xenomorph coming back, the uh, just the plot kind of mirroring some of the elements of the original. Um, you know, I think it, it couldn't have done some of the things without Prometheus, but uh, like you said, I think time will tell if if this is going to be. Uh, you know the the Empire Strikes Back or the Attack of the Clones. <laughs> you know, oh, if it's going to be the successful sequel or the 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 one that you probably didn't the hated think. entry. I, th- I think it's the the hated entry. I don't think that's the case. I think this is going to be a fine entry um, that they have um, a lot of opportunities to continue to tell the story and uh, make make sense of it all um mm-hmm. but i i really like the metaphor you had before about uh building on sand because it, it's totally true it, it, it no element um feels like it's standing on solid ground um in terms of the creation of, of the aliens and i think that's what people are coming to see these movies for and uh you know it's hard because they're disguising the film's um behind that core concept of of the the alien and and putting in such an interesting story about uh artificial intelligence but then then tell a different story you know like if you're not going to answer those questions and you're going to have a a whole other conversation it it, to me seems like that it could be a completely separate idea um but i i am optimistic uh hopeful that they uh Greenlight uh, another movie. It, it sounded like he was planning to to write the the next one as soon as this film was done. Um, so you know we may see it sooner rather than later. We may see it sooner. Like this was what a five year gap. I, I'm I would imagine we'd probably see it, see it in the next two to three years versus five. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I, I think. Uh, do you, are you going to go see it again in theaters, or are you going to wait until it comes out? Hey, man, I may have to go see it again in theaters. I almost considered going again tonight because I was like, maybe I got to go take notes and pay attention. Um, Maybe I was looking too closely for some things, but I don't know. I got to tell you, I walked out of the movie much better than I felt looking at it Prometheus. Yeah, I I think Uh, I agree with you on that, and I'm sure a lot of other people do too. um, So. So, yeah. All right, everybody. Well, um, I, there was a lot to, to to cover. I'm sure we left out stuff too. Um, if you have anything you know you, we'd like to add or discuss about Alien Covenant, uh, please reach out and maybe we'll talk about it uh, on an episode coming up in the next few weeks. Um, till that time, uh, I'm AJ. I'm Frank, and we're the Long Lost Heroes podcast. You can check us out on longlostheroes.net. You can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LLH Podcast. Very much, everybody. Have a great week. And uh, we'll talk to you all again. Yeah, man. It's been great chatting with you. And I can't wait till our next chat.